But yeah, so yeah. At least you're consistent. Yeah, we're consistently letting people down. That's uh, how, we're, how consistent yeah. we are. I know your brand name. Are we going to mention the other thing that we like? You, do you want to mention that thing? You seem really excited to mention that thing. Well, because we have to mention it so we can finally change it. <laughs> Why? No, don't ever change it. We have don't to. Don't ever change it. <laughs> so we, we I... rebranded. Oh. We rebranded a couple this months ago. <laughs> fine. Go ahead. Somebody's angry. No, go. Do it. I don't care. Everything's fine. It's all fine. We're fine. Everyone's fine and cool and cozy. I mean, I work really hard all day long, and I and this is what I come back to. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's fine. Go ahead. Do what you're going to do. You're going to do it anyway. So a couple months ago. <laughs> yeah. You done? You done? You good? A couple months ago, we rebranded and we, what was it, like six months ago? And I just, I was the one who realized that there is a typo in our new logo. And oh my gosh. Me and Taylor didn't catch it. The graphic designer didn't catch it. None of, nobody else mentioned no, it to and us. Here's, here's what's the most probably self-incriminating thing of all. Like I was overseeing your practicum yes. at the time. Yes. And they're like, here's our thing. And I was like, absolutely looks Perfect. great. Sign off, check. Yep. Let's run with it. Yeah. <laughs> so I also am functionally illiterate. Yeah. <laughs> oh my it's gosh. Good, good, good stuff. It's all, it's all great and good. Um, so we, we're only going to run with that bit for another week and then it's gone. Yeah, God, so. It's so good though. Okay. <laughs> Do they know? Have you talked about it? Like, have you, have you told them what it is? Oh yeah. So it's, um, it's, it's, yeah, um, media for the intellectually impoverished. Impoverished. <laughs> so there's, uh, we forgot, we've forgotten I in impoverished. And um, E. Impoverished. <laughs> There's oh my <laughs> We forgot the R. <laughs> we forgot we forgot the triangle the and impoverished. <laughs> we, we forgot October. Do I need to pull up the logo for you to look at it again? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to say yes, but I'm also very confused. Everybody's gonna notice it now. And <sighs> impoverished. Impoverished. Instead of impoverished. I have, impoverished. No, I have a it's phone. Impoverished. I mean, honestly, I have, just like. A, 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 an apostrophe could fix this all. Yeah, that would be. We've debated on how to fix it. You're like, if we just we put debated an on not mentioning it at all. It was then we have no, we, do, we, we have deleted it so that it scans. <laughs> we were gonna mention it, but then we weren't gonna change it. We were just gonna change all of the rest of impoverished into taking the e out of it. So yeah, it and removing that from all the social media. Oh, so that's really like good. Purposeful, which we'll probably still do for another week or so. So enjoy it while you can. Um, Impoverished. I need that. I need that PNG. Impoverished. Have you? That's. You that's, haven't. But you. No. Okay. Just give me the PNG and I'll, and I'll do that. Wow, it's like being the third wheel at a weird graphics custody hearing. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we need to fix it, and I'm supposed to fix it. You were it, supposed to start figuring Taylor, out how to You get the six. PNG on the first, third, and fifth weekends. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Wednesdays and Thursdays are the off weeks. <laughs> Well, this isn't a. This is just a screenshot of it. You have the file. I sure. I, I as you, the person who created it, it, I can absolutely say I should have the file. No, it because definitely should. I should have it. The designer sent you the 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 actual file. Like you have that, and we confirmed that you have it. I just don't want to be here when you guys talk to the files. <laughs> like I'm leaving. I'm leaving for that. I'm not going to be here for that. It's too awkward. This is this is a topic for another day. <laughs> this is not. We've got a limited time frame. That's right. 
<laughs> yeah, keep it tight. Moving. That's what pe- that's what the listeners are used to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't like this already. Yeah, whatever, you're doing we fine. Have, you really... laughed on mic the whole time. I'm so proud thank of you. Thank you, thank yes. you. It has gotten it's this is the loudest it's ever been in this room. We no other guest have we like I feel like we're shouting. All of us are shouting. We're all so excited to be here. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't it the greatest thing when you're also excited to be here? Oh Lord. Maybe how are you? Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> he directed you? that at, at So Randy. this is where okay, so I don't know what to call you now. Because um, on the podcast you're Randy, but yeah. you have also very explicitly told me not to call you that. But you call me Mirandy now. Okay, so I can go with Mirandy? That's, that's good, yeah. Okay, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Okay, I just... Listen, I was having like three... Like, it was it was a whole thing. Like, I, before I got here, it was it was definitely like a... I thought about it for a while. <laughs> okay. That's it. Oh, okay. great. Okay, well, <laughs> thank you for investing all that thought energy. You know me. I'm like an a avid thinker. <laughs> like a freshman comp class. They're like, well, I've been thinking about my paper. Like yeah, it was due last week. It's been it's it was a lot of thought. That's great. It's a uh, it's a, awesome. a lot of not here. It's also very late. <laughs> yes, very, <laughs> very late. Very overdue and very much a zero. Well, this is media for the intellectually impoverished. I'm Taylor. I'm Randy. And we have Jesse. Jesse. Yes. The infamous Jesse that we've constantly talked about. <laughs> so he's our one of our mentors at an undisclosed Ooh. school. Yeah, mentor. You like that one? Is that is it too formal? Well, no, it's not too formal. I just you've chosen poorly. (laughs) (laughs) It shows a a distinct lack of judgment on your part. Um, And I'm gonna I'm gonna admonish you for that. Oh, great, cool. Which I guess is something mentors do. Never mind. No, you're fine. Okay, no, okay, we're good. I'll be your mentor. Continue. You want to continue? Yeah, we're continuing. I think we're good. Okay, yeah. Well, um, (laughs) (laughs) so it it is an undisclosed school, which is fine. See, but here's the thing: we we. But it is in Texas. Yes, we've said Texas. Yeah. I don't think we've given away the city. I'm pretty sure people can figure it out. Surrounding cities. Yeah, I'm so like, I feel like I feel out. like you've talked about enough to be like, oh, it's that one. If if both listeners who would care enough to do that yeah. would be able to look up. And yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, like, easily. we're never going to yeah. explicitly state it, but it's also like it's, if, not that it's like three clicks on the internet. <laughs> sure, like, I know. Yeah, hard. I feel like it's a quick <laughs> Google of both your names will yeah, land us pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, but this is the podcast that. Enriches your media ogre lives. Wow, that was all in between there. Yeah, I love that. Keep it <laughs> great. <laughs> cool. It's, it's, I didn't plan on cutting it, but but Good. now that you said that, I'm definitely yeah. cutting it to you specifically son that of a gun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, this is like a dream come true for me. <gasps> um, in a weird way, I don't tell you gasp how. again. Yeah, go ahead. This is like <gasps> oh, oh man, I'm trying to set you up. Um, my life is now fulfilled. <gasps> Okay, good. Um, <laughs> well done. No, so you, you, you two clowns had this idea for this podcast. Clowns, and that they, was not I nice. mean that in the nicest. Like, oh, it was nice. Yeah, I only call it, like I call my own children clowns. So <laughs> please know you are in good company in that tiny little car. You um, had the idea of like we want to do a podcast. You can oh, you can laugh at my jokes. <laughs> no, I Miranda. can't. I can't. Um, okay, you guys had the idea for the podcast, and they're like, but wouldn't it be cool if we got credit for it and we were like cool yeah you can do that let's just do a practicum and then they were like jesse why don't you why don't you oversee this practicum while these guys make up this podcast and i was like yeah i'm qualified (laughs) sure (laughs) um i've listened to podcasts but it's been really fun to like be a listener but also like from that sort of standpoint of i don't know we'll, we'll stick with mentorship for now um 
of wanting like to see you guys do well and to see you do as well as you've done and to see it grow the way it has. And now like I'm on it feels <laughs> like the student has become the master. Which one of us? Not you. Okay. It was like, it is very clear. Let's be very clear. Yeah. Um, you're still very much a student. No, no. <laughs> yeah. No, you guys both have done really well. And it's been fun because like, I've been able to talk to you like together as you're trying to pull this thing uh, off and like um, individually like talk with you about certain things. And it's been so cool. And now, and now here mm. I am. And um, I just hope I can live up to the rich tradition and history that is MFTII. Podcast. You got it right. Thank that's you. all that matters. And that's right. cut. That's right. <laughs> and that's it, everyone. Next week. Um, Thank God, because I spent like else. an hour trying to make Just sure I got that right. <laughs> oh, my word. It was like M yeah. F. I was like, I think we've all misspelled impoverished. <laughs> and it just really threw me for a loop. <laughs> that bothers me so much. It's so good, though. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> I love it so much because I, I it wasn't it, on purpose. Yeah, but it bothers me because I feel like that's like I should catch that. That, that should have been my thing to oh, catch. Oh, listen. 100% it's on you. Yeah. A couple of us clowns, like, we're just man looking yeah, at the thing. No, we're like, I like was, the red. And you're over here, like, you should you. definitely have been reading the English yeah. parts. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I was like, I'll have to film clip art you're using in the video games. And then, and then I was like, surely there's an adult in this room who's reading it. Yeah, no. It's got to be at least one. Yeah. Right? That's fine. One person had to have noticed. That's fine. But if you did and you didn't reach out. Yeah, listeners. Yeah. Because they thought it was on purpose. A hundred percent. If somebody saw it, they were like, no, that's on purpose. You know what they did? They went, that's clever. <laughs> that's what they did. It's and that's and really, Yeah. And really, really like laughing like that might have been pushing it. It might have just been a botman, just a breathing out through my nose. It might have been like a, oh, I see what they've done. That's really good. Botman. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a law. We're not lolling. No, it's a botman. It's a botman. Yep. So you have to tell us about yourself. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. To, uh, what, get, what my rank was in school. Yeah. yeah. That's what your rank was in high school. <laughs> okay, great. So I graduated in 1998. Wow. That's before. Wow. I was... Hey, <laughs> both of those reactions were not appreciated or necessary. <laughs> Thank you. But you knew it was going to happen. I did know. Yeah. You knew. They're going to be like, oh, he's like elbow patch professor old. Okay. Um, I So I graduated from a school in Eastern Montana which obviously will, will also not be named. Um, and there were 90 kids in the high school, in the whole high school, and there were 30 in my class. We were the big class. Wow. And we didn't really do like class ranking in Montana, right? It was just like how many deer you could shoot in the season. <laughs> That's what you, those determined your scholarships. Um, uh, little Jimmy over here got six yeah. deer. Yeah, but three of them were does, right? And that's like, <laughs> so that was the, yeah. And one fawn, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> no, um, uh, so it was all about your your SAT or your ACT scores. Okay. And so I took the ACTs and our valedictorian, who is like our math teacher's daughter, and she's really, really smart. She got a 31. And I had like mediocre grades for sure because I was like too too cool to care. Yeah, of course. I got a 32 on the ACTs. Oh, and man. so I was just sort of like, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> what's up? So yeah, so I don't know my class rank, but I got a 32 on the ACTs. And it's sad that I'm a 40-year-old man and I remember my ACTs. I was about to say, no, like, I, I don't, don't remember so. I don't remember my SAT. It's a little glory days. It's a little oh, I remember yeah. my SAT score. <laughs> I didn't you... take the S I didn't take the ACT, I took right. the SAT. Because you were gonna stay in state. Yeah. Yeah, I was getting out, out of, of there. Dodge, yeah. yeah. Mine was a 1240. 
which the highest you can get is a 1600 and I got a 1240. I think and I then got... the valedictorian got a 1280. Only did like 40 Ooh. points better than So you were really close. Yeah. I got a 1480. I just remembered. No, you did I not. I absolutely did. On your SAT, on you did SAT, not get a 1480. I got a, 14, I got a 1480 and my best friend in high school got a, a 1580. Jeez. Yeah. That's all. That's not possible. That's almost a perfect score. Yeah. yeah. He missed one question in the math part because- What was... a dork. What a dork. <laughs> what a loser. Yeah, he was so mad about it too. He was like, I was that close. I was like, you were that close. And then I laughed because I was not that <laughs> Please close. Please tell me that he went with a 1580 that he went to like Harvard or something. Oh okay. no, he went to- Why, what, like, okay. Okay, like schools, right? Uh -huh. Like, is it, it's- it's not like it's not like the school itself is like who right but it's like it harvard is like is a hedge fund that that like has a school attached to it right <laughs> and it's not like um it's the same language that we learn right and it's the same history and it's the same all that stuff what what you're getting when you go to the schools is you're like your classmates are better mm. right like you're better connected and all this stuff like you're in like these upper echelons but like i'm like it's still just like freshman comp right at Harvard? Yeah. It's just freshman comp, but then they're just like, but also you mess up and you're out. And then Yeah, no, and we're like, hey, well, you know what? You're good. You just stick around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What'd but you do? You got a what? No, nah, you're fine. Go ahead, stick around. You also get the name along with it, though. If you graduate from there, you get, like, you can say, I graduated from Harvard. Oh, but, but like, then here you can mean? say, I graduated from an undisclosed school in Texas. And then they're yeah, like, who's going to well, get the job? <laughs> who's going to get the person from the undisclosed location? Uh, whoever the... knows the boss, that's who's going to get the job. You're that right. is true. And so it's going to either be the kid from the undisclosed school who like networked and did a really good job and got a great internship and like put in the hours or the kid who just like his dad bought his way in. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So okay. sorry. That's my beef against like <laughs> schools. I hit a nerve there. That I did. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, like, I'm just sick of people like with resting yacht face just being like, my school was better. And I'm like, okay. Resting yacht face, it's all the same. yeah, because yeah. they have many yachts. Well, I don't know. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. You can't do that because then you have to pay for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to pay. Okay, for okay I'm going to start singing some Beatles song real quick. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today, Randy? Yeah, what are we doing? Were we supposed to ask another question? But we're going to move well, on. What did we're you gonna... do in high school? But oh. who cares? Yeah, oh. like, okay, don't talk about what you did in high school. Like, talk about like your credentials. Like, what what do you do? Like, what is the like... really basically since high school I haven't done anything. Um, no. Um, <laughs> Okay, so I, I got out of high school. I went to uh, a Christian four-year Christian school up in Minnesota. It's basically, Ooh, uh, it's a lot like a lot of schools that a lot of your listeners will go to, just colder. And um, <laughs> we did four years there. I played football in college, and I did theater. So I was like a weird athlete, drama nerd combo guy. So like in my football friends, I was like the littlest. And they're like, mm, he's so cute. And they'd pet me, and then they would feed me, and I would do tricks. But my theater <laughs> friends were like, Please don't eat us. Like, don't, <laughs> please leave us alone and don't look at me like that. Right in so, the middle. You're... Yeah, I really was. Like, I'm 5'10". That's the most, that's the most average. That's the only thing that I am that's average is that I'm 5'10". Um, but I did both sports and theater. And then my uh, mentor in uh, mentor. undergrad would, uh, told me that I should go to grad school. And because I was dumb and didn't really think for myself, I was like, oh, okay. So I went and I got a master's in acting from uh, the Chicago College of Performing Arts at Roosevelt University in Chicago, Illinois. See, that you'll but, name drop. Yeah, but you name, see, you'll name drop that, yeah. but like what's wrong with name dropping Harvard? It's just name, it's like. No, because it, it's a joke. Like no one's ever heard of where I, I went to school. Oh, right. uh, no, no, yeah. it was a joke. Yes. Okay. I okay. find the best ones need to be explained. Mirandi, uh, confirm or deny. 
Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, no, so that was. I, I uh, rate the bit uh, B plus. That we, we <laughs> okay, that's honestly, I feel like that's generous, and I feel like you curved it, and I appreciate that. I did, yes. Yeah, I she's mean, basing it off of all my apps. Yeah, exactly. So like, <laughs> she's like, well, I didn't, you know, I wasn't disgusted by it, so that's fine. It's pretty high. That's the, that's the bar. That's, that you that's have a, to such a low bar. The, the bar is so low with me. Like it's just this to, toe steps in front of it are, are miles in her eyes. That's fantastic! Wow, that was like poetical. Um. Poetical. Yeah, so got my master's there. I did a lot of improv um, while I was going to school for for acting. And then I was like, I want to go be in the movies. So um, I was starting to get calls from producers in town. Like, I wasn't going to have to audition for plays. So I'm like, hey, we want you to be in the show. And I was like, ooh, this will get this will If I stick around, it'll be really hard to leave. Mm. So I was like, I want to leave. I want to go out to L.A. So I did. So I went out to L.A. and I was out there for about a decade. And then I was like, this is dumb and I hate it because um, actors don't have really any sort of creative say in the projects that they're in. They're, they're just very, they're very much just meat puppets. And it's like, stand here, say this, do that. And please look beautiful. So that's where I was out. And I was oh, no. trying to get, um, I'm, well, because every like young aspiring thespian is like, I can be any role. Right. Mm -hmm. And it took me banging around in LA for a while to be like, Oh no, I'm not any role. I'm the zany sidekick. Like I am the <laughs> less attractive, might might like, you know, uh, connect with the quirky uh, girl sidekick, but like I'm not like, yeah, I, not not leading man material. Uh definitely have a face for comedy. So, I was like I don't like this and I don't I don't like that and I was I was spending so much time just trying to survive in LA that I didn't really have time to like pursue what I wanted to do. So, uh, then uh, a friend of mine whom I met because uh, I auditioned for him and he was producing some web content. Leave that in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have to know that he said it. <laughs> exactly. So this is all I have to do if I want him to leave it in is say leave it in. But if I want him to cut, I just start singing a Beatles song. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I auditioned for a guy. We started making serialized web content and then he enjoyed working with me. I enjoyed working with him and his crew. Um, they were they were interesting. They were small crew, very tight. Everybody wore multiple hats. We shot a feature's worth of content in like four days. Wow. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it's as good as you would think it would be. Uh, but <laughs> actually, it's, I mean, it's it's way better than it has any right to be. And it wow. was just because everybody knew exactly what they were doing, exactly what they needed to get. And we were, I mean, we were flying. So I was really impressed with that. And they were like, hey. Um, you are fun to work with and not a complete diva, which obviously I was tricking them. And, the, uh, but what I liked was we would do what was on the page and then they're like, just, just do one, just, just do one for you. Just have fun. Just improvise, just make it up. And they were letting me be creatively involved. And I was like, Ooh, that's fun. I like this. Um, yeah. So he became like my best friend. And then he came out here to this undisclosed school in this undisclosed location in Texas and started a film department. And he said, hey, I want you to come out and join me. And because I had a master's, I could come out and teach school. So uh, it was good for me because it was a time in my life when <clears throat> I, I, I had two kids, two very small boys, two young boys. Um, and I wanted to get out of working 16 hours a day and still not having enough money to a place where I could work at a school and have like summers off and Christmas vacation. Like your kids are only young once. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to lose that. And I didn't want them to look back at, at their childhood and be like, oh, well, dad, you know, had a career or whatever. I was like, no, I want them to know like I'm here for them. So that's why I got into education and uh, the youngest just turned nine. So I only have nine more years and then I can go back to doing whatever I want. Yeah. Which will be fun. 
So that's my thing. Is that enough? Yes, that was plenty. That was plenty. Was, yes. Well, wow, okay. The way you said plenty is like. I thought it was going <laughs> to be. Okay, wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean it's it's, okay. it's good. we all live. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can use those. I think you can use three notes in your song. <laughs> uh, no, it was. It's it's always nice to because I mean I've heard your story one or one or two times. Um. <laughs> At the beginning of every class we've ever taken <laughs> okay all right but like it's always refreshing to hear um and especially since i've recently been on like uh, a film set here and there and like i've been an, an acting on uh one of my friends like his senior project yes um and i was playing like uh one of the main roles and when you say like not having creative influence like i really i really kind of took like solace in that for me because i've been so creatively burning myself yeah. to just they were like hey do you want to be part of the production team and i was like no yeah yeah i just want to sit i just want to i want to be told what to do yeah and i'm going to do it well and to the best of my ability yeah. and then i want to leave and that's that's the extent of what i want because all of my creativity has been going like here yeah. to the things that we're working on behind the scenes to some stuff i'm working on in my personal life yep. and um it's just you like wanna, you want to talk about your personal life oh yeah well i mean um wake up every day and like uh uh, his was great Mirandy just did a visual bit yeah but no one will ever know no one will ever know <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not gonna say and it and it's okay okay leave it in uh, <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah I mean what what are we talking about today okay though? here was that guy I got it planned out okay all of that to say everything that just happened here the whole Jesse thank you for giving your story because that's uh, I really I hadn't heard some of that before and oh so really? really yeah um, but all of this was to say that we actually have like a professional on our podcast for the first <laughs> time I'm a professional something. No, <laughs> I've done some and stuff. And that's why I didn't say, I didn't give it. I said professional. That's yes. why I just. That's good. No, I appreciate so, that. Well, we have somebody with credentials with like credibility and we're actually going to like have an intellectual discussion. Finally. Now our topic is acting. <laughs> okay. Wait, but um, we also just spent a good chunk of time like blowing out that like, <laughs> I don't know how to spell. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, but we're not talking about grammar right, and spelling. Right. We're talking about. No, acting. it's true. So I did. I. Oh, sorry, man. I'm so sorry. No, it's <laughs> cool. She does this every week. Yeah. And every week, she likes to do the thing where she rocks back and forth and then talks with her feet. So you're. <laughs> so yeah. she's self soothing. So I, I hold the mic with two hands and then I have to gesture with my feet. <laughs> it's the best. It's, it's like you're rapping so hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I get into it. <laughs> say it again, but with more oomph. Oh I get into it. There I we go. do it my throat. <laughs> into it. <laughs> what is going on? Um. That's, I'm so glad you're so into it. That's very strong. I go super safe. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So okay. Yes, acting. Yeah. So I do. I do have my. I got my master's in acting, mm -hmm. and um, I did. I worked when I was in grad school, so I was like working in Chicago. I was in a lot of long form improv shows. Um, some that were more scripted, with just some improvised bits. Some that were 100% improvised, and we would just like get. We'd spend 10 minutes getting suggestions from the audience at the start of the show, and then we'd go for an hour. And we would basically do a one-act play, um, which was super fun. And boy, I've never, even to this day, like I don't know, I don't know many creative projects that I've been a part of that were more fulfilling than doing that show. Because there it was live, right? Like there's no like you can't there's no mistake. There's, like you yeah, can't mess there's up. There's no take or, two. Like you yeah. just you go out, you mess up, like you gotta just own Roll it. With it. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, it's some of the most magical moments. Um, that I've gotten to experience uh, were through that. And then, 
yeah, doing some ser serious dramatic work I've been able to do, but mostly like I love comedy. It's, um, I, it's, I love it because it's like, it's the reason for, no, I got to know where you were going. Please. <laughs> I love comedy. It's funny. It's yeah. <laughs> I, I've actually done that. I always say, you know, comedy, it's, uh, it's funny stuff. Go, go. Yeah. It's funny stuff. Uh, no, that's fair. Okay. Bye. D minus. <laughs> D minus. No, it's fine. Um, no, but I think acting, so this is like, if you take my acting class, which Mirandi has taken my acting class, I made you cry. The first day. Yeah, <laughs> boy. I have my emotions right on the surface and you yep. just tapped into them. And I was like, like, oh, did you, would you like those to come out? And you were like, no, I was nope, like, tough. Too bad. Yep. <laughs> Here Bye. we go. To be fair, it is, uh, it is making Randy cry is like trying to fill up a, a cup that's already f f full. Full. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was a great metaphor. That was you really. <laughs> yeah. It's like watching a plane land in a crosswind. <laughs> I, like, I hope he gets there. <laughs> oh, one wheel's down. Oh. oh, nope, it's back up again. Oh, and it's down. Okay. <laughs> and it's, I'm a professional. Yeah. It's one of those flights where everybody applauded. <laughs> <laughs> Through sheer relief. What That's was right. the thing? Oh my gosh, we're never going to get to our topic, but you said something the other day about, um, oh, oh, when, when oh, somebody yeah, introduces yeah. themselves or what is uh, it? <laughs> so we, we were all hanging out. It was a whole bunch of us hanging out and someone brought one of their friends that we hadn't met yet. And, um, uh, Chris, who was on the podcast, he, uh, I live with him now. He's one of my roommates. And um, yeah, I know it was a great idea. And he he likes to do little introduction things. And so he was like, okay, everybody. Hello, everybody. Um, we're really excited to invite this person here. And everyone claps. And I go, yes, white people <laughs> clapping when we introduce someone. <laughs> <laughs> you have a round of applause we for existing. We freaking love clapping. We just, like, yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> but even, even if we don't like it, even if we're like, I, do, I would not clap for this. Like if there's enough of us gathered, we'll be like, well, I feel like we should we clap. Yeah. Is, <laughs> like, and it's like one person does it and the whiteness in us wakes up. was like, oh shoot, I didn't, I forgot. <laughs> I was doing that during the meeting for the entire department. We had like a yes. student faculty meeting. Yes. And every single time there was a pause, I would just start clapping <laughs> would, and the and whole room start would the start whole clapping. Room. Like I wanted to bring a hot dish. That's what was going on. There was like clapping. I was like, we're clapping. There better be food. Um, yeah, that's very white. Uh, well, good for him to point that out. That's so true. And I will be thinking of that now for a very long time. It was me. That's what I like about, about whatever. Uh, that's what I like about comedy, though, is if... if yes, bring it around. You can, I'm trying. Uh, if you can highlight an absurdity in a way that other people recognize it, and, and you know that they recognize it because they're laughing, whatever that is, they've essentially agreed with you. Like, they've essentially been like, yes, that is absurd. And, and I see the absurdity and, and I think you're right. That's ridiculous. And so, yeah. So to say like white people clapping when someone gets introduced is like, oh, you're right. We do. Oh my gosh. I had no idea. Um, but I knew that that was right because I laughed. Right. And so I think, I think that's why I like comedy so much is it's like, it's pass fail. And you know, immediately there's yeah. no waiting for someone to grade. You're like, Dana? and they're like, no, and you're like, oh yeah, okay, fair right, enough. Cool, cool, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry, I'll just go die now. Gonna, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the way that you, okay, so side note, when I was in grad school, so this is kind of about acting. When I was in grad school, our comedy teacher told us to, we had to do these self-expanding exercises and it was like just something that you do outside your norm. And so um, if, you, if you broke what you were doing, there had to be some sort of consequence. And so um, my thing was for a week, I gave up humor. And I could not in any way generate humor. And my consequence, it was stupid. I just had to drop and do 10 push-ups right where I was, no matter where I was. So it wasn't like a big deal, but it was super annoying. 
And I found you got so buff. <laughs> yeah, I was no, you're so saying, You're saying like ten push ups no, is not a big I deal. Got so <laughs> like, <laughs> listen, I was it was on my knees. Like don't think that I was like whatever, right? Um and people were lifting me. Um I <laughs> could what I found was like even not trying to be funny sometimes was funny. Mm-hmm. Right. So like somebody would say something and my classmates would like, eh, right. They'd look at me like, are you, what are you going to do? And I was like, if I, if I reacted in a way, then they would laugh. And I was like, shoot, now I'm doing pushups and I'm angry. Like, and I realized like, it's not very often that we actually take every thought that we have and analyze it and go, should I say this? Right. So many times it's just, it comes out. So for a whole week I had to do that. And the first two days were exhausting. Mm-hmm. I was exhausted. But then once I got into it and I, and I realized like, okay, I can't even be, I can't even be the guy not being funny. Cause that's funny. And then once I sort of got that down, everyone was like, this sucks. And I was like, yeah, this does suck. And I hate it. But it was so good for me to go. This is how I use humor. These are the moments when my brain was like, Ooh, say this funny thing now. And I'm generally not a mean comic. I don't like mean humor except for certain people. <laughs> and I was like, Oh no, I am bad to certain people. I can't do that. So it was really, yeah, it was really interesting and really eye-opening, but that's why I love comedy. All right, so what are we talking about? Acting. Acting, yes. So you had us watch Peaky Blinders. Yes, I did. A couple of episodes. I've seen the entire, I haven't seen the entire show. What, there are five seasons, right? I've only seen up to season four. Oh, really? No, it fell off. What are you talking, it's, no. Is, I don't know. You're going to make me rewatch the whole show now, aren't you? No, 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 just the last season, yeah. Um, Um, No, I do. So I I came across Peaky Blinders almost on accident. mm. Because I was like, that's the dumbest, like, what name? What a dumb name. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're going to look at it just from, purely from a marketing standpoint. Mm. And you're like, hey, guys. Uh, Peaky Blinders. What is that? I'm like, honestly, I it's something to do with window dressings. Like, this is all I like. It's such a weird. Oh, I don't I know. Get, I was like, what do you mean window dressing? <laughs> so when a window wakes up in the morning, yes, <laughs> it has to go in the office. Uh, but it is like it is like the best worst named show. Like, it's a great show. Phenomenal. Uh, it's a little slow starting. Like any show, I feel like you have to give every show like at least three episodes because the pilot was written like totally separate, right? Mm-hmm. And then they had like, then they, oh, then they got it, the funding, and they got picked up. So then they got to write the further episodes. And so they're, they, you got to give them time. You got to give a show time for everybody to find their legs and their chemistry. By the time they get into like season two, three, for sure, the pressure, it's sort of a, it's sort of like a, a breaking bad scenario where someone chooses crime intentionally. And then in doing so, like has to keep going to the next level and to the next level and to the next level in order to like stay ahead of their crimes. Mm -hmm. And I love it for that. But like the acting is so good because everything about it is so, well, not everything. It's a very like violent and gruesome show. Mm -hmm. But um, the subtleties, when it is subtle, it's really, really good. Like, Mm -hmm. And so that's why I was like, we should watch that. Yeah, I I mean I'd never seen the show. I kind of just jumped in the middle to the episodes that you wanted to Yeah. Jumped in season two. So the episodes we wanted to watch, and I completely agree with you, were the last three episodes of season two, four, five, and six. And even then it was there's two particular scenes that we'll talk about, one in episode four and one in episode six. But you jumped in season so you don't know the whole struggle of season one. Yeah, I mean like I've jumped in blind, but 
from what I saw, because <laughs> it's Peaky Blinders. Blinders. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, the the main actor's name, the guy who plays Tommy. <clears throat> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. what's, mm-hmm. His, what's his name? Yeah. Look how would we pronounce that? Do you think? Cillian. It's Killian. 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 Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. Okay. Um, Who's probably most famous for? He's being in the Batman Begins movie and playing uh, Crane. Yeah, um, Scarecrow. So, I yep. was like, yeah, Scarecrow. Well, the same person. But Scarecrow, shut up. The sort of quiet intensity that he has. Yeah. Right. It it kind of blew me away because I'd seen clips of it before, like on social media and just like picking it up on YouTube and stuff. But he he just like whenever he's on the scene and on set, like he just sort of commands the entire yes. conversation. It doesn't matter who he's talking to, whether they're the higher status person. He just like, he has them by the nuts and he's just hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And, and a lot of that is the other actors giving that to him, right? Like if, if you just walk into a room and everybody doesn't defer to you, mm-hmm. like then you have to work to get it and then you don't have the power, right? Mm-hmm. And so he is allowed by the rest of this incredible supporting cast to just walk in and the, and everyone just is like, whoa, we need to treat him with the utmost respect. And I think I think a lot of a lot of actors, a lot of especially young actors, and when they're trying to like, you know, be tough, they they play at intimidating rather than just being intimidating, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's like it sounds like a stupid semantic like argument to make, but he doesn't have to try to be tough. He just is it, tough, and it, and it's nice because the the rest of the cast allows and supports that, and the cinematography supports that, and the costuming supports that. Because Killian's not like a yoked up dude, Mm-mm. but they always have him in these dope suits and like this big overcoat. And I realized uh, the season premiere episode one of season three, it's his wedding. Sorry, spoilers. That's and then, cool. um, well, but I won't say to whom. Um, but a woman. he meets. A woman. Yes, he it's meets, a woman. Yes, thank you. Uh, it's very, it's very appropriate. So he meets with someone who like is business and he's mad that he's having to do business on his wedding day. And when he meets this dude, he has his hat and coat on. Like he like, like sized up yeah. in order to go do that. And it's sort of the, the Walter White hat, right? When mm-hmm. you put the hat on, you're like, oh, that looks bad, right? Same thing with this. Yeah, I, yeah, I think they did such a good job of helping him, but then he had to have the gravitas to pull that off as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I completely agree with everything. I like, because I, I never had noticed that before, but you're completely right. I mean, it's not just about being like, especially when you're the lead character, it's not just you and like demanding that like control or that yeah. it's it's everybody together and giving that up. Like I, yeah. and you're completely right. That's what they do. I mean, even if you have another like strong character in the scene with him who has always been the boss of their group or their mafia or whatever, yeah. even when he comes on stage, it's like, oh no, you know, he's the boss. Like yeah. he's the one. Cause he's, to- he's across from like, Tom Hardy, mm-hmm. who is is a yoked up dude. Like that guy is like strong, and like strong. they do everything with his costuming and everything to help him also be this big imposing boss. But like, there's nothing about what Killian's doing that is less than. If anything, it's equal. And it's like watching two two titans sort of duke it out on who's got the most chutzpah to to <laughs> right to just face off. It's like unbelievable. I think the quietness that you're talking about, Taylor, I I saw in the episode. It's this the Tom Hardy episode where he goes to say, like, hey, you know, we should, we should, our gangs should help each other and work together. And the other dude pulls a gun and shoves it in his face. And Killian seems unfazed, except for his nose bleeds. 
And I was like, whoa, like what a cool like way to show like, yes, he is tough, but also if he was just tough, that wouldn't be interesting. Mm -hmm. But if he's tough and scared at the same time, like that's interesting. So for him to be there, just facing this guy down and it seems like nothing, but like his blood pressure gives him away. Yeah. I was like, that's a cool, you know, and you can't like act that. You can't be like, hang on, I'll just, I'll bleed in just a second here. Give me a second. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, like that's, you know, that's a producerial, that's a directorial choice to help and the the effects and all that. But I was like, man, what a cool, because then in season three, episode one, he's talking to his new wife and she was like, you know, you have to promise me you'll protect us. And, And she's like, you can't be scared. And he's like, no, I'm scared all the time. Yeah but I still protect you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, what a perfect like encapsulating moment for that character. Mm-hmm. But isn't that like the saying that like the person who like is the most courageous is the one who like shows fear or like who like admits fear? Like, and that's the the perfect like embodiment of it. It's just. And that's the kind of thing I, I'm always trying to like tell my kids is like, hey, he's like, well, I don't want to, right? Or I'm tired or I'm scared. I'm like, yeah, me too. Like all the time. Every day. <laughs> Every day. I wake up a little bit scared and I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like it's really hard for people to wrap their heads around They're like, no, there's adults like they got to figure it out. Right. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, no, we don't. And so that is the most disheartening thing as you get older. You're like, nobody knows. Why does nobody know what's happening? Yeah. And then you find too that the people who like really like yell like I know. They no, know the least. No, they don't. Exactly. They yeah. know the yeah. least. Yeah. yeah, they've got nothing figured out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's nice yeah. to have a character who is the lead who is the boss of a, of a mob, very strong, but like has his own demons, but is like, is doing everything he can to keep it in balance. And that to me is like the most compelling acting to watch is when it's like, it's not all one thing or another. It's like, no, vulnerability and strength. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, jump into some of the scenes what scenes specifically did you want to talk about okay so in uh, okay you guys um a good an actor's job is to like take whatever the words are on the page and and bring it to life in a way that's like believable and effective right and and compelling and there's a scene in season two episode four where the main character tommy is um well there's this lady uh, and he has uh, taken an interest in her and she's very wealthy and he drives to her house and he shows up at the house and the conversation that they have, if you were just to look at it on paper is almost like nothing, like mm-hmm. just banal. And like, what do you, what are you even talking about? Right. And she's like, Oh, it's a long way that you've driven. He's like, it's not that far. And then he's like, do you have motor oil? And she was like, I think I have some in the garage. And that's like, if you were just, if you were the actor and you're handed that script, you'd be like, what is this about? Right. But the director and good, good actors, they realize like, oh, well, it's about they like each other Mm -hmm. and there's a lot going on here and a lot of like societal norms that they might break and a lot of moral norms they might break and a lot of things like there's going to be consequences to this action for sure. Mm -hmm. But they, they, they bury it all in this meaningless dialogue and I just love it. I'm like. Oh, they acted so good because they brought meaning and intentionality to what would otherwise be a very boring conversation between acquaintances. 
And I loved that. Yeah, I remember. I mean, I just watched that scene probably less than two hours ago. Nice. Um, so it's very fresh on the mind. I'm watching the scene right now. Oh, man. <laughs> and this is what it's like having these guys in class. Yeah, did, currently doing the homework or just yeah. finishing yeah. the homework. I'm offended. <laughs> I, I've always done my homework. Miranda is the most like, I did all the assignments. I, did, I didn't and I did sleep them, for three days. And I did them perfectly to I a T, just I'm, like you asked I for them. I am malnourished to the point yep. of <laughs> so don't even don't even try to say that I and yet for her own podcast yeah. <laughs> I was watching it the, the last the next thing that we'll talk about I was watching the last two minutes of it when we started the podcast so good so good Good. good. We're good. good. We're, we're prepared. We're professionals. Yeah. So if yeah. you guys are looking to hire these guys once they graduate, uh, <laughs> I hope you listen to you this know episode. Our work ethic. <laughs> That's right. Oh, we indeed. already know your work ethic. We've heard about it on the podcast. We get it done. <laughs> Taylor gets it done. Taylor makes it happen. I. You do great. Don't you do great. Tarnish work. my reputation. Uh, yeah. No. There's nothing for me to tarnish, okay. friend. <laughs> That's both a compliment yeah, and, a, like, and a whack I'm at the same time. That as a compliment. <laughs> Good focus on that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, the the scene. It's it's just a lot of like, oh, I don't know. I like it's you know. Boy, I don't know if I could have said that better myself, to be honest with you. I mean, can we, can I get a transcript of that moment? I'm just going to share that in my classes and walk out. I'm just going to, I'm just going to say that. I can just use the audio clip. Noise. Everything. Well, no, they're paying me. I have to say it. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. No, I'll write it down. Thank you. Yeah. And then I'll just be like, well, it's like, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's all that. um, Yeah. All right. See you next class. That's right. All right. You're dismissed. Um, the bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. <laughs> and I say you're dismissed. And I say you're dismissed. You've got like 45 minutes left mm-hmm. in this period. <laughs> Interesting how you say that. That's right. What did I just say though? Yeah. You were huh. dismissed. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Please. What are your thoughts? I don't, I don't know where the bit, I don't know where all of that was going. I'm That's just, right. That's why we derailed. <laughs> no, it's so, yeah, this was but even before, cause you didn't tell us exactly what scenes to like watch out for when you told us what episodes to watch, but this was something that immediately caught my eye because, and I don't remember it catching my eye the first time that I had seen it. Cause again, it's such like a mundane, like conversation but yet there's so much going on that is unsaid oh and that's gosh. all through like the tension the like their body language and their their eye contact and everything it's the whole performance brings about this glorious tension between the two of them yeah it's because because just... killian's already such an understated performer in this role mm-hmm. and so almost his being there is enough yeah right him just showing up all of a sudden it's like Oh. But and she got it right from the moment that he walked she up. Knew. 100% she was like, she "Oh, knew. I get what's yeah. happening." Yeah, and her body language was very much like, "Yes, please," <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, yeah, which is also interesting because she's a widow. Yeah, mm-hmm. widow. Yeah. Yes, and um, it's this interesting because, like, you can tell from like it's so, and maybe you can speak to this because it's two things going on at once. She's so conflicted because you know, like, you can see it in her that like she wants this, but also like she's terrified of it. Like she, yes, like she's terrified of the consequences that are going to come out of it. Right, because of the rules, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so she's a widow, and I think that's not a mistake. I think that's a very uh, deliberate choice that the writers had. Um, having spoken with a number of widows, widows are often treated as untouchable in that sense of like, um, well, actually Ricky Gervais in the 
TV show extras that mm-hmm. we were going to talk about, yeah. but it's currently unavailable in our market. Thanks, BBC. Um, yeah, that's, very, that's also a very good <laughs> thing that you just did, Taylor, that no one will ever know. Um, Keep it in. It's thing. Yeah, we're going to keep that for sure. Um, it, it's like you can't live up to that a dead spouse, mm-hmm. right? Like they they didn't like divorce. They didn't hate each other. They were taken away at the peak of their love, right? And will only be remembered well. And so like, how are you going to compete with that? You can't compete with that. Yeah. And so there's a lot of that. Also, she's very high society. Mm-hmm. He is very low society. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so funny because when he pulls up to outside of the house and it's like a sprawling estate, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like acreage of house. Mm-hmm. And he he swears. He's like, he knows. He's, yeah, like, he's, he's like, so outclassed. Mm-hmm. And he knows that that's what he's up against in order to to be with her is that like he's from low society. She's from high society. So he pulls up, just sees the house and is like, man, this isn't going to happen. Yeah, that's so interesting because you're right. He comes from such like a, a low. But he's, he's not. Gypsy. Yeah, but he's not like wealth isn't like unknown to him. Like he's he's built up a. At this point, yeah, he's built up a pretty substantial empire. But yeah. socially, yeah, that doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's coming from a place of like of where social etiquette is not at all there i would say there's like there's there's different social like etiquette and yeah, the social for, etiquette is like who's the top dog in the room and then everyone defers to that person yeah. and then beats up anyone who doesn't defer to that person right but then in this different world it's like maids and house chambers and everything's really pretty and you can't touch certain things on the walls just because you can't Right. Yeah. It's, um, he, he walks into that. Also, we're going to keep house chambers cause I have no idea what that is, but I'm definitely wanting to know what a house chamber is. Um, I think the other thing that they have in England that we don't have is like blood, right? Like, Oh yeah. Society. Right. And royalty <laughs> and things of that where Americans don't have blood. Where we have no blood. <laughs> we're no dry. Blood. Vampires not welcome here. Nope. Um, that's why they're living out in Transylvania. That's right. Yeah. They're like, at least they have blood over here. No, like, but you know what I mean? Like lineage. Yeah. Right. We don't have lineage. We don't have like lords and ladies. We don't have people who um, are powerful just because of who they are. That's like the least American thing ever. We'd be like, oh, really? Screw you. And then we would like shoot them or whatever. That's what we do. Yeah, that's 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 a typical American. Very, thing. very yeah. typical. Yeah. I was just, this is the scene that I wanted because you can see. So I've pulled up. I have the episode on my iPad and there's like this just one shot where um, Tom, <laughs> Tommy. Tommy, yeah. Tommy has Shelby. pulled up. In his, I just, he's just Shelby. Um, he pulls up in his car and you can see the whole like estate that he's up against. And it's, it's, I've never noticed that before. That's like beautiful cinematography. Cause that's literally like, he's up against like yeah. that house. Yeah. He's up and against, it's all color and he's in black and the yeah. black car and all that. It's, yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Such a good show. Um, yeah. So the tension then in the scene that you were talking about, Mirandi, mm-hmm. is that idea that she, as a widow, has been shunned, rejected, untouched, unloved, unwanted, because who can compete with that? Yeah. So she's very skin hungry, not just like in like a weird, like physical way or whatever, but like genuinely humans need contact with other humans or we die. And it's very, very hard for widows. Like, listen to me talking about widows like I know. But, um, but so there's that very like real, like physical carnal like desire, but also what that would do to her socially would be mm-hmm. the end. I mean, she's already a widow and now to take up with a carny, right. is yeah. like the worst. Yeah. And in the middle of the scene, she starts like crying. Yeah. Right. And she's, and she's crying and he's like, I don't, what do I right. do? Cause she's so crushed by these dueling needs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Gosh, and, so and she's like, she has to explain. And it's funny because in the in the context of like what they're talking about, it doesn't make sense. But she's like, ignore this. It's fine. Yeah. Right. The crying is fine. She's yeah. like, she's explaining to him that it's OK that we're hanging out and that we're going to do the hide the pickle. And um, yes, Randy, you look like you have a is the hide the pickle bit a little. Anyway, um, we're going to continue. Well, what do you mean by that? So. <laughs> <laughs> she leaves. <laughs> I was gonna jump in and say something, Please and then do. you said I'm the pickle, and I, I don't want to be a part of this conversation anymore. No, it's fine. It's a British thing. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get it. Okay. So, <laughs> so you know, right? <laughs> no, I'm not saving you. You're in this one. It's this okay. I'm gonna jump in, and you just forgot what you were talking about. Okay, I'm gonna jump in with what I was gonna say. It's this like because you're saying like she's apologizing for like her physical like reaction to what yes. is happening, but she knows like mentally like she wants this and she's ready. She feels like she's ready for this, and yet it's this battle of like mental and physical with her. Yes. And you can also like that's I think where we can really see the conflict and rewatching the scene a couple of times. Like she is on the edge of the couch. She's very far away from him. Her back is almost towards him, and yet she's still engaging in the conversation with him like yeah. letting her letting yeah. him know that i am interested yeah but also also there's a lot going there's on there's a right lot now. going yeah. on yeah, yeah yeah and the other thing is like they are in business together she's training his racehorse mm-hmm. to race at the derby and really what she's only doing i don't want to ruin it but like it's like there's like so many things going on at the same time and so a really good writer is going to be able to bury all of that in this dialogue that seems like almost it's like nothing. Nothing. It's and yet nothing. it's and yet it's like everything. And they do such a good job. The other thing to notice too is every time, because they 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 light a lot of cigarettes in the show. Yes, they do. They light a lot of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. But notice when they light it, like when he lights it, what what he's doing, right? It's like smokers get this sort of leg up on everyone else in that they get 30 seconds to think about what they're mm-hmm. about to do to set themselves up really yeah. yep and i'm just, oh and he like he lights it at the perfect time and gives it to her right yeah yes give her a moment oh yeah there's just everything about it. it's just choreographed so nicely it's acted so beautifully like it's a it's a fantastic fantastic scene so yeah and then they um and they uh you know what taylor said yeah here on media for the intellectually impoverished we Sometimes say things yeah. that uh, that that sound just as bad as what I thought it would sound like. Yeah, but you can't take that stuff back. No, no, it's out there. Yeah, yeah, and and I think what's so charming about you is how you own it so hard. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sometimes I don't want to. <laughs> Sometimes I've been forced to take over the lease on things I've said. <laughs> I don't want to own it at all. Okay, so uh, the other scene you wanted to talk about, which one was that? Yes. Yeah, so the la- the other scene is the is the final, actually the last shot of the season. Um, and we do have to we do have to spoil some things here. Um, yeah. but like every good uh, guy who's doing bad things for good reasons show, he- he's got to get in over his head. And so in the final scene, he is in over his head. He's been taken out into the middle of nowhere to a shallow grave with three guys with guns. And they're going to shoot him. 
And um, I'm really sorry for spoiling this because it's such an incredible moment. But this is the moment we're talking about. So. Go watch it and then and then come so back. It's like don't pause. do what Taylor did. Watch pause. all of season one and all of season two. Yeah, yeah. It's a, that's a lot of time before you come back. Yeah. So, so pause. Pa- it's gonna be a long pause. Yeah. Okay, ready? Here we go. Yeah. Okay, we're back. And I want to say, uh, this is like, like 18 hours of silence. <laughs> we're like, wow, you really edited that in, didn't you? Um, <laughs> he, he ends up getting out of that situation, and I won't say how, but it facing his own death, it was, it was certain. They were in the middle of nowhere, and it, the, the grave was already dug, and they, they made him kneel down and put a gun up to his head, and he got out of it, and we won't say how. But then he's told to just walk away and he does. And I'm not saying the acting is good because there was snot coming out of his nose, <laughs> but that didn't hurt, right? That like, helps. It was yeah. like, man. So he like, he slips and falls in this little irrigation trench and he stays on his hands and knees and he just swears the most guttural, like truthful F word you've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Because like he he had resigned himself to it and and even talked about like he was so close to having it all. That broke my heart. Wasn't that so good? Oh, it broke my heart. It's like the girl, the thing, the deal, the I was all good, of it. Everything. I almost had it. Like all so it. close. Mm-hmm. Which I also I talk about this a lot, at least this year in classes where I love when you can win and lose at the same time. When you're like, <laughs> I did it. And they're like, no, you did not. You did not do it at all. Like, I love that because that's so, so true. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he had that. And then he got out of it. And all it is, is the camera. It's like a steady cam shot leading him across the field. And it's like, what would, what would you, if you genuinely knew you were going to die? Yeah. And then didn't, how would that make you feel? And like Killian Murphy freaking kills it. Like he's yeah, he Killian's so good. it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> comedy hour, baby. <laughs> we say things yeah, and that come out sounding exactly how we thought they would. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. No, that's it. I got again, I'm gonna need a transcript. Okay. Um, um <laughs> yeah, so that moment. Just that last shot. And that's the last shot of the of the of that season. And so it leaves so much open. It's not the last shot of the season. Oh no, because it's, they do they do the recovery, don't they? Because they they have every like is the rest of his like family is like celebrating because they they got what they needed, and everything. And yes. then the last thing that happens is Thomas Shelby is sitting in his office. He leans back and the last thing he says is, I'm going to get married. Yeah, yeah. And that's how the season ends. Right, because they were like, well, we've got to leave a crazy cliffhanger. Yeah. But also... But that answers your question of like, so he knew he was going to die. Like he he knew 100%. 100%. He had his will. He yeah. was going to give all he, of the yeah. money. He, he, was making, he was making arrangements. Yeah, he was... he Because he knew it was certain death and he was walking into it and he knew he wasn't going to yeah. fight it or anything. He knew this was going to happen. And then for you to come out of that and be like... And like that... And that's the moment you see is when he like falls to the ground and like, what would you do when you realize like you have been given like a second chance? Yeah. And like the thing he decides is, I'm yeah. going to get married. Yeah. But it wasn't immediate, was it? Like he had to get back to his office. Like, mm-hmm. so there's a between the field and there, like, and I think, so like having lived something very similar, like with my divorce uh, to a couple years ago, I had a similar moment where I was like sitting in my car after a counseling session, a marriage counseling session mm-hmm. that I realized, oh, she's already gone. Mm. I'm the, I felt like an idiot. I'm the last person to know. 
She knew. Her, our counselor knew. Oh. And I was the last person to know. And I went out to my car and I said, you know, potty mouth words, like really, really loud from the deep darkness of my right, soul. Yeah. Like, and there was something in that where it was a, it's all gone. And I've also gotten my life back. Yeah. And so like I, so that to me, like obviously I had like a personal resonance with that moment, but it took time between falling down in the ditch and snot coming out of your nose because you're acting so good. To being back in your office and realizing, okay, now I get to move forward again. That takes time. And I like, like cinema gets to compress time. And so I appreciate that. But it it does show like, it it's not immediate. When you, you have to, you have to feel the feelings. You have to grieve the losses. You have to do that, that work and allow that to come out. I was just talking with my stepson about this the other day. He's been a real pill lately. And it's because like he's he's had something in his life that he's very sad about and he doesn't know how to express it because he's nine. Mm. And so I said like, he, it finally he started, started crying and I was like, oh, that's really, I, and I was like, man, that's really sad. I said, but it's good for you to let that cry out because sometimes if we hold a cry in, it comes out as other things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was the best way I could think to describe it to a nine-year-old, but it's true that like you have to let some of that stuff out. Otherwise it's going to manifest itself in like, uh, unhealthy behaviors or whatever, right? So, like, if you have great sadness, which I think maybe you know, yeah, I mean, just I, maybe, sure, yeah. just my emotions yeah. aren't just on the surface, and I'm ready to cry at any second. Sure, <laughs> yeah, and that's why you're so fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a game. We're yeah. just ready to get a cry today. Cry? I mean, not we have, but like when? When? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Not yet. It is but that's uh, the, 3 p.m. and I have not. Oh, uh, the yet. day is young, friend. It's, this podcast is young, friend. This, <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is dead. Yeah. Well, I feel like I was tearing up earlier, and I can't remember why. Like earlier in the podcast, and really? I, I don't. I could try probably again. when I said hide the pickle. You know? <laughs> well, she was, she was ready to let her uh, let her sadness out for sure, and just I, in a different way. I think that that you know, as acting is supposed to be the representation of of life right to being able to to uniquely yes. portray those emotions on screen are you laughing at hide the pickle no i was laughing at just my emotions at the surface <laughs> to, to be able to to display such powerful emotions accurately is is something that i don't think everyone is one given the chance to do and two yes. has the ability to do yeah and i think it's it's really important that you said that like to, given a chance i know more insanely talented people than there will ever be roles for, mm. you know? And that's hard because, because good writing's hard. Like to be able to write that scene in the first place, either of those scenes, and then to have the, the wisdom and the cinematic knowledge to be able to pull it off well with color palettes and everything else that's going on there. Um, so few actors get a chance at roles like that, right? So you're always dealing with like half-baked stuff or um, very sophomoric efforts of, of trying to to work with someone and develop a relationship enough to go to these crazy places that you get these opportunities. It's just, it's just, it's so rare. And so uh, it, it makes me very sad. It's like Killing Murphy killed it. Like, don't get me wrong. Absolutely well cast for this and perfect. And the whole cast is so good. But, but for the cast that's in this show, there are 10 people that could play each of those roles just as well. Wow. And it's just, it's just right place, right time, right relationships, whatever. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's the hard thing about it. But then it also makes it that much more of a payoff when you see someone just nail it. You're like, 
good. Good. I'm glad that you, you, you knew you had this opportunity, you did the work and you nailed it. And that's, it was exactly what it needed to be. So. As an actor, and I've taken the acting class just to talk more about like the the Peaky Blinders scene because that is such like a heart wrenching moment when he falls and like screams. Like just from a performance like like standpoint, like how do you even go about performing that? Because that is such a vulnerable time. I can't imagine being the person who has to like like just like rip out my heart in front of like cast and crew and like what how do you like I know you can't explain it all in like 10 minutes but like how how do you even go about like opening yourself up to be that like vulnerable in that position like well some of it is like um you have a natural openness like you're saying like you're like mm -hmm. oh, you'll cry whenever right drop of the hat just at the suggestion of hey do you want to cry you like yeah, yeah let's go yeah exactly <laughs> and meanwhile then there's someone like Taylor who's like just a hard shell of an armadillo of a man right and his heart is an impenetrable block of steel even I don't know what what's in there exactly <laughs> yeah it's like and that really explains a lot but <laughs> I think um so some people have a more natural propensity to it great and then there's technique which obviously you learn and and very much remember um, as I can, as I can see, yeah, by your uh, vigorous nodding. Traumatized. <laughs> yeah. Um, where you learn to access things, some, some things emotional, but m mostly for my, where, where, what I've been most successful with my technique is it's mechanical where I can use, I can leverage and manipulate my physical self in order to generate that small spark of an emotion, which then you can through focus and intentionality, you know, fan into flame. Also like the practice, right? With anything, mm -hmm. like if you practice being a great actor, if you get great scenes, if you get great coaching and that's why every actor, they're like, well, you, you know, who are you studying with? Like you should be constantly studying. Like, of course, actors should always be paying for everything. Why not? Um, but, but it is that practice of opening yourself up and being that vulnerable. Right. And so him, him, like think about what it took to get to that moment. Cause he read the script. And was like, Tommy walks away, right? Yeah. What? Right. So then it's a conversation with the director of like, well, where do you want this going? Like, am I like relieved? Am I like, he's like, no, we want to go as real as possible. So then he practiced mm -hmm. and rehearsed that scene and even just the choreography. And I actually thought, because I've watched, you know, watched it again. Um, I don't know if that fall was planned. Yeah. Right. I'd like to think it is. I'd like to think everyone was like choreographed and intentional and all that, but if I fell into that hole right now, my age and my body and where I'm at, like I would not be getting up again. <laughs> I'd be like, and that's a wrap, everyone. Like um, we'll see you tomorrow morning. Uh, and we I'll need a medic here. Yeah. in here. Yeah, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm just gonna. If I could just get a thermos of soup or something, that'd be, that'd be great. Um, like I was like, oh, that ankle is sprained. Right, like, there's, there's no coming back from that. So I don't know. I don't know if the fall yeah. was intentional or not. And if it wasn't, God bless them for staying in that moment. Mm -hmm. God bless him for using that and the frustration of that. And like, cause who knows, they might've been fighting light at that point. Who knows yeah. how many takes they have, but the fall and the embrace of that fall by the actor in that moment, being open and being knowing just how close he was. Like, I think, I think it's embracing that moment. And that's what acting always is, right? It's being in the moment, listening, responding, blah, 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 all mm -hmm. those cliches. But like to be available to it, to be warmed up to it, to have practiced it, to have done your work, to get you to that point, 
and then having having a creative controller who's wanting you to be able to do that. Yeah. Because I think every actor wants to push the limits and they want to be like, well, what would be the what would be truer? What would be truer? How can I get to that center where it's just most effective? And so to have a creative crew around you who's like, yeah, let's let's see what that is. Let's figure that out, I think is is cool. So I think it's like a multi-factored thing, but man, I just the magic of cinema, to use the word. <laughs> um say, hang on, my martini is out. Um my snifter of brandy. The power of that is that they were able to, whether it was intentional or a happy accident, they captured it forever. And we got to see it and we got to like resonate with that and be like, yeah, I have also screamed that to the point where snot came out of my mouth. Right. Like that's just like, that's, that's a thing that we can resonate with is like losing so hard in your win. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think, I think that's what makes it great is, is we all, we all get it. Whether or not we've all been gangsters in Birmingham mm-hmm. at the turn of the century in the Industrial <laughs> Revolution, um, we we get we get that moment. Yeah, and that's what I like about it. I thought you were going to pull more because I've taken your acting class, and from I remember something that you said, like you when you have those like really intense emotions like throughout your life, like sit in them for a moment and like remember every single thing that you're feeling. So then, when you have to perform something in the same way, you can immediately bring all of those emotions back to the surface. And for something like this, like I've, I mean, I've I'm only twenty. I've only Aww. lived a, a short amount of time. I'm twice <laughs> as old as you. Yeah. Holy lord. Yeah. Oh, I'm um, so old. <laughs> but just to hear um, you be so open with like your struggles and having to f- not face the exact same situation, but having those intense, intense emotions. Um, I recently went through something where I had those intense emotions where I was screaming to the top of my lungs in my car yeah. on my way home. Yeah. And then you were driving. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. Not good. Was not so good. dangerous. We here on the uh, Don't do that. podcast for the intellectual impoverished do not it recommend that. So, yeah, and yeah, I knew it in condone. the moment. I was like, this is dangerous. I should probably pull yeah. over, but nope, we're going to go home. That's what we're pulling over is more embarrassing than yeah. just doing it. Yeah, yeah, right. The cop pulls up. Are you okay? No. No. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we're gonna need, we'll we'll just leave her. She's fine. No, but I remember I just screaming in my car, and then yeah. like remembering. I don't know why that was the thing on my head when I just remembered like, oh, like <laughs> like savor the moment for some reason. Yes. Well, first of all, you're welcome. Yeah, uh, and, but I was sitting there, and I was like, yeah, what am I like feeling? And now to look back on it, I'm like, first off, that's embarrassing. I would never want somebody to see me in that state. But yeah, acting is embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Ted Danson says that he comes up to people on the set of The Good Place. When they're like, they're trying to get a, a shot and it's just not working. That's a comedy, right? Mm-hmm. And he would come up and he would just be like, acting's embarrassing. I'm like, what a, what a incredible man to be the lead on that set mm-hmm. and to come up to people and just be like, yeah, let's just all admit vulnerability, please. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. It's, it's about being vulnerable. And then also having like the, the, your cast and like the director and the team, like letting you be vulnerable, creating yeah. that like comforting space of like, yep. this is safe. You can like go out, like do like push the limits. Like yes. it's, it's all about the entire team. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think first of all, I'm, I'm really glad that that stuck with you because it, it really is true. Like not just, you know, if you're going to be an actor, but like any any kind of artist tapping it, like you have to have a life that's interesting. Yeah. You have to have a life that's worth thinking about and portraying and sharing with other people. And so to have that real moment and to lock that in is really, really good. I remember exactly like my vehicle, the temperature, the sun, almost what I was wearing. Um, and it, 
did yeah. I know exactly where the vehicle was parked, like all this stuff, right? Like, yeah, you do, you lock it in. And, and so you can go back to that moment in your mind, which is a weird, weird thing that we can do as humans. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that starts to open that up and that starts to, to soften. And like, obviously now is not the time, but like, mm-hmm. uh, like you're saying in the right moment. And if the director and the crew can create an, a, a, an atmosphere and an environment that allows you to be creative like that, like mm-hmm. it's so helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and to get to to get to tap into that. I've gotten to do that a couple times and each time it was actually very fulfilling to me because I'm like, "Oh, maybe that's why I had to live through that horrible thing." Mm. Is so that I could use it now. Yeah. And hopefully this helps people and changes people or affects people or whatever because that's why I create the art that I do is like I want you to come out from something that I've made feeling like a I didn't waste your time and be that like your day's a little bit better and not necessarily brighter, but better. And so if I, if me going through that was enough to help two or three people have a better day Mm -hmm. at some point, like then hashtag worth it. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. good. That's why, that's why we do that. And there are people who don't get that at all. Right. And they won't be listening to this podcast. They'll be like, "Mm, but instead you should do math. And you're like, what are you doing? Right. Like that's so dumb. Um, But yeah, I think it's embracing that, that, that rough side of humanity. There yeah. you go, guys. I got you a free lesson on acting from, from Jesse. Oh, dang it. I did okay, it. No. <laughs> no, no. Pay us. This is the one thing I have that's worth money. Please don't pay any money. <laughs> no, that's the thing. You get the first lesson for free. Yeah, and it's like drugs. And then... Okay. So sometimes we... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's move on to some okay, recommendations, recommendations and wrap this up. Yeah. Um, I'll go first. I've got this one on my mind. I just beat this game called uh, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. I mentioned it on like our first or second episode or something, and I never talked about it because I'd never played it. And I was a doofus who was like, but it sounds interesting. (laughs) Um, It is a story of a girl from the northern UK uh, after the Vikings kind of came down and attacked while they were defending off the Roman Empire. Um, And her entire like way of life was destroyed and her home was destroyed and uh on top of that she has psychosis and mild schizophrenia and um so you're playing this through her mind right this is a game it's a video game this is unbelievable it is awesome this is the thing that i like about this podcast because like i I mean mirandy's great and like i know that like the film stuff but like i don't know games at all so like some sometimes you're like here's a recommendation just whatever and you throw it out and i'm like what is happening? Like, this is unbelievable. Sorry, please yeah, continue. So it tells the story of her traveling through um, to Helheim to res- like restore the soul of her lost lover. And um, because in that culture, like the way that he was, was killed and the way that he died wasn't like... Wasn't in battle. What, wasn't good. Yeah. And it wasn't in balance or something. And so she wants to go and save his soul. And so you have to go and fight these um, Norse gods. And it's a this depiction of... Norse mythology, but at the same time, she has psychosis, right? And so they worked with people with psychosis and um, people who treat people with psychosis to make it as accurate a representation of what it's like to go through psychosis. Wow. Um, and so the entire game uses what's called binaural audio. So you have audio on both sides to make it sound like um, it's like a 3D space that you're set in. And yeah. so there's voices playing in your head. Um, but the the main actress that plays Senua does an amazing performance and she was actually the editor the sequencer and editor for a lot of the videos that they were having as a stand-in and the director was just like we're interviewing we're interviewing we're casting and it's just like no one is getting this you know the character you play the character 
And so then she got the role as the character. And That's it's like, so cool. It's like the only role she's played. Yeah. Um, but it is, she does an amazing job of representing this, this mental illness and what it's like to, to go through these, these harrowing emotions and stuff. And it's just a, it's an amazing character piece and it is an amazing experience. And I definitely recommend it. It's only about like, Oh, I don't know. It's a, it's a short game. It's probably about 16 hours. So. Oh, that is short. I that thought you were going to say me. like 60 hours. That would, that would take me easily 70 or 80 hours. I have yeah. the worst of games ever. Um, but yeah, that's... What's I, it that's, called? Uh, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. Huh. I mean, I'm never going to play it, but that's... You can watch yeah, this. That's <laughs> that's, every time I'm like, man, that sounds awesome. I have no time for every that. Time, I, yeah. Yeah, do like no. Four children, like, a full-time cool. job, and a mortgage. Like, I will never be playing that mm-hmm. game. Like, I'll yeah. be 80 and I'll be like, what, what was that thing? Yeah, the opening and then you can sequence. Go back and listen to this I will do yeah. this when I'm 80. I am definitely coming back and listening to this episode. Because <laughs> yeah. you will be 60. I'll be like, can you believe you said, yeah, hide uh, the pickle? Hide yeah, the pickle. <laughs> no, but watch like the, the opening sequence. Um, no, I would love to. That's great. Um, Hellblade. It's, yeah, Hellblade. Yeah, send you a sacrifice. <laughs> nice. it's, it's just so interesting. It's just such an interesting experience. Do it with headphones because otherwise you won't get the full experience. But um, yeah, that's me. All right. Recommendation. What are your recs? I'm going to recommend Fleabag. Because you recommended that to me, and then I watched it, I and it's 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 so great. the The main actress, her name is Phoebe Waller Bridge. Thank you, Siri. Yeah, thank you, Siri. <laughs> um, I have my phone pulled up. It's that show is it's such a great blend of like it's like she's so funny the way that she like delivers her like line. It's just so dry. Oh, and it's, it's like, very British dry. Oh, it's yeah. so great and like, but it's so human, and she she just she does such a great job. So the the show is. I hate doing synopsis, but it's um, it's about this woman who's recently gone through a big like loss in her life and just trying to come to terms with that. Um, uh, for the first season, like really hiding the fact that like oh, yeah. it's happened, and the audience doesn't even know for like no. the majority until like the last episode. You're like, yeah. oh, this is why you're like that. Yeah, like this is how you. And why then you are. finally, in like season, it's only two seasons, and you can finish it in a day. It's super easy, but by. <laughs> I did. I know. I was like, that's the voice of experience right there. I yeah, finished yeah. it at eight in the morning till. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't, I don't, I don't even remember having the kind of free time to just start watching things at 8 a.m. Like that just is mind boggling right now. I'm like, I was up at five 30 to make breakfast. <laughs> you eat breakfast. I, well, <laughs> I feed my kids breakfast. Oh, yes. I have to intermittent fast cause I'm old and getting Ye- fat. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel that. Stop. At least you're keeping your kids alive. That's a good thing. Yeah. For now. <laughs> you have to teach I'm just kidding. Yourself. I never struck the child. <laughs> <laughs> and I do feed them. I swear. I do. Yeah. I have a friend uh, who's also a dad. And he goes, I just put a loaf of bread on the table and say, make good choices. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Fleabag, solid rack. Uh, can I make a rack? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, I'm going to recommend the show that I really wanted us to watch today, but is currently unavailable. It's called Extras. Mm-hmm. Stars Ricky Gervais. And he and another gal play extras on film sets and TV sets. And then what they do is they get guest stars, these celebrities to come in and play like themselves, but like twisted versions of themselves. And so like, um, the Orlando Bloom is on, but he's like playing a version of himself where he's so proud of being as hot and sexy as he is (laughs) that he like has to get all the, all the women on set to admit that like they love him. (laughs) But like this girl extra is like, I just, I, you're not my type. Like I'm not into it. And it just infuriates him. And so he does everything he can to like seduce her. And and she's like, I'm not into it. It's hilarious. Uh, the first season is excellent. Uh, some of the best television and some of the best Ricky Gervais where he's not. So sometimes I feel like he gets very caustic 
and and I'm like, I, it, it cuts from the humor for me because I'm like, oh, you're just like so mean and angry. Um, but it, it's very toned down in the first season. In fact, there's this one scene where um, he's trying to pretend he's a Christian to get with this girl. And he thought they were going to go out for the night, but it was really to like a Bible study. So he's there, <laughs> he's there in this like all white suit, like they were going to go to like a club. And so the priest is like, oh, where are you from? And then the the rest is just a monologue that Ricky delivers where he melts down so badly that he just leaves. And that's the end of the scene. <laughs> that it is, is great. It's magic. It's magic. And like Kate Winslet is playing in this like Nazi film. And he's like, oh, I think it's so great what you're doing. And she's like, oh, I don't really care. I just need to get an Oscar. And the only way to do that is to play in a Nazi film. Like, <laughs> so it's like, it's like all these celebrities saying like horrible things and being the worst versions of themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's the best. Season two is not as good. It, it gets bad. And, and, but there's only two seasons, but it's fantastic. It's like, at this point, it's worth buying the DVD set to get, cause that's the only way you're going to watch it. Yeah. Um, but yeah extras with ricky gervais well yeah that's all the time we have for for this week so thanks for joining us on this intellectual journey and we'll catch you guys in the next one also thanks for being here yes thank you that's oh, cool thank you guys this was magical do you me. do you want to plug anything uh boy there's a joke there uh no i'm good no, i think uh stop see not, why'd you have to go there taylor why'd you have to make that's it about not that gonna be the title of the episode i'm letting you know right now oh, you have no <laughs> that is Okay, not. could it be Taylor hides the pickle? <laughs> because we didn't. We were no. not. We were victims of this pickle hiding. <laughs> that is not the title I'm telling you now. Uh, um, uh, no, I don't. No, I, I have. I have nothing. That's okay. uh, but you should. I mean, you should come to school here if you like yeah, these kinds of conversations. Yeah, come to this the Yeah, she should go to school somewhere in Texas. Um, <laughs> you can figure it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Honestly, my name will get you there pretty quick. Honestly, but they don't yeah. know your last name, so they're just going to be looking up Jesse. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot more of those than there are of, yeah, my last name's pretty unique. But uh, yeah, honestly, um, I like our school. I like our program. I like what we're allowing people to do. It is things like this. And, and if that interests you, you should come to school here. Okay, that's it. Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, bye. 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 Actually Impoverished is hosted by Trey Taylor-Smith and Miranda Randy Zapes. Produced by Cam Ritchie and edited by Kat Trapella. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at MFTII Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube at Media for the Intellectually Impoverished or email us at MFTII Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>